ESF? Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Dale. Thanks for joining us on this early Monday morning. I hope everybody had a good week five. With me is, for pretty much every Monday, our very valued contributor, Clayton Cadu. What's up, Clayton? What's up? Bad week in fantasy this week, but I'm still happy to be on. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, it was a it was a weird week. Uh, a lot of players could make or break you this week. It seems like everybody I had uh, had Michael Thomas or Aaron Jones or Deshaun Watson, um, and then the the games actually had those guys. Um, I still sucked for some reason. So it was a weird week. But uh, we are going to go get all into the the games this is uh, you know everybody can just read through the box scores we're kind of trying to make a podcast maybe like um a red zone like the nfl red zone channel but for podcasts for this monday morning i don't know if that makes sense or not but really just to get you caught up knowing what's going on and uh, clayton and i will give you our perspectives on a couple games just uh you know the the monday morning reaction show i guess you'd call it right yeah, that's the yeah, because you know you listen to most podcasts and they're all going through like everything. What did you know this quarterback do? And t- to me, it's like I c- I see that when I look at at stats, anyways, right? Like I would just want to listen to a podcast, get like takeaways and stuff like that from each game, and just kind of move on from there, right? I don't yep. want to have like yep. an out listen to an hour and fifteen minute podcast or so what whatever it's going to be, right? Right, right. Uh, the reason why we brought Clayton on is because we realize there's a big audience to get in Canada. And so we needed somebody with a Canadian accent to come here and uh, grab the grab all that demographic for us. So if you're Canadian, wondering if you should listen or not, at least you can hear a Canadian every Monday uh, talking the previews, and maybe even more than that. But if you can't get enough of them on this podcast, definitely check out our article section on our website. Clayton does a sit starts, and he also does a waiver wire week to week. So that keeps him busy pretty much all the time. Uh, along with that, I do want to give a shout out really quick to some of our other contributors. Austin Thompson, uh, he's been writing some really good stuff for us on our website. You'll see us tweet it and put it out on the social media. Uh, Benjamin, uh, man, I'm going to probably say his name wrong, Shamel. Uh, he's, he does some good, uh, the Good Bad Ugly articles. Uh, who else? Oh, JJ, of course, JJ Gosh. Uh, he, JJ is actually the second most famous JJ in fantasy football, <laughs> so check out his stuff. Uh, John Gallagher does a buy low, sell high article. So we have a lot of really good good people on uh i guess you call it our staff but they're really not getting paid hardly at all <laughs> so i, 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 don't I know love really all the content staff. that we're putting out week to week it's uh it's awesome it's crazy so really quick just uh thanks if our contributors are listening uh they don't get enough uh props for all the stuff that they go up, put up and uh that we could put on social media so check out all their work it's it's good stuff we trust their opinions and value what they have to say and you should too um 
what else? Uh, I guess there is some other housekeeping. I'm not going to bore you with that. Let's get through a couple games. Uh, I do want to talk about our app a little bit, but we're going to do that. Let's. I want to talk just about a couple games here. I'm going to talk about the app and talk about some betting, and uh, but we'll we'll get to all that in a second. Uh, Clayton, you ready just to kind of dive into it and, and figure out, uh, go through these games and figure it out? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Uh, so the first game I want to talk about, and it's not because I'm really interested. I wasn't really interested at all. But the Broncos and Chargers. Uh, still, Joe Flacco is D- Joe Flacco, right? We're not going to overanalyze what he is. Uh, didn't hit, even hit 200 yards, a touchdown interception. Uh, Philip Lindsay seems like... I think Philip Lindsay and um, Cortland Sutton are the two guys really to make note on the Broncos side. We'll talk about that in a second. On the Chargers, Philip Rivers didn't do anything. Two interceptions, only 211 yards. The big story here was what's Melvin Gordon going to do? 12 carries, 31 yards, two and a half yards per carry. No touchdowns. Uh, I guess the big part of the Chargers offense is Austin Eckler with his 16 targets, 15 receptions, 86 yards. Still no touchdown, but man, that is a ton of work for Austin Eckler, who we all thought, "Eh, if Gordon's coming back, be careful about his role. Um, he solidified his role as a pass catcher for sure. So going back to the Broncos, Clayton, uh, what was your big takeaway? Do you, do you agree with Lindsey, uh, Philip Lindsey here? What, what's his rest of season value here? Well, I, I think it's, I still think it's a 50, 50 split. And that's exactly what it showed like with Freeman as well, right? He had 13 carries as well today. Um, but yeah, Lin, Lindsey's definitely, he always gets the first crack. He always starts the games and I think he's by far the more, more productive back, but it is good to see. At least they do have Freeman in there as well, right? Like, um, I was thinking about this the other day. Someone asked me actually just on Twitter about about what to do with Freeman. And I said, well, it could turn into a point where you could play both of these guys. You know what I mean? Put, like, Freeman mm-hmm. in a flex. And today that's pretty much what you could have done with him, right? Like, I mean, he rushed 13 times for 61 yards too. So there, this is, I think, a run-first team by the amount yeah. of usage that they're giving these guys on the ground. Sure. And yeah, yep. as far as Sutton goes, uh, Sutton's the number one, I think. And yeah, he balled out today on that touchdown. Yep. Yeah. Actually a long 70 yard touchdown. So yeah, I agree. I like, uh, I, I think I'm liking Philip Lindsay more and more. I, you know, even though it is a timeshare, like you said, Freeman had 13 carries, Philip Lindsay, 15, Philip Lindsay was just so damn productive, uh, over seven yards per carry. Didn't even have like a huge, you know, a lot of times when you see the seven yards plus per carry, yeah, they have an 80 yard rush or something. Yeah. I mean, he had a 32 yard rush, uh, but that was his longest. So it's not like it's really that skewed on 15 carries. So I'll take Philip Lindsay all day, especially as a RB2 flex. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. And then on the other side, like I mentioned, Melvin Gordon, 12 carries, 31 yards. That's exactly what Melvin Gordon will do to you. Um, some days he'll do that and get three touchdowns. <laughs> so uh, are you being patient with Melvin Gordon? Are you holding off? What are you doing? I'm, I'd be, I'm kind of a little bit, uh, even though it's his first game back, kind of nervous a little bit because they know he's not coming back next year. And I think Eckler's done enough to prove like prove that he he's their guy moving. He, he's the future pretty much, right? And I think they're just going to give Gordon enough carries just to keep him on the field. But I saw a lot more of uh, them both on the field this time or like today mm-hmm. than I have in the past years. Sure. I mean, Melvin Gordon had six targets, so that's not nothing crazy. But 
All right, uh, because I don't want to sit here and dwell on game by game, we're going to move forward here. Uh, let's talk about the Cardinals and Bengals. Uh, we knew this would be more of a high-scoring game. Ended up 23-26. Cardinals got their first win. Um, Kyler Murray, he did have a rushing touchdown, 93 rushing yards on 10 carries, which is awesome, uh, but still not a passing touchdown. So I'm not really sure what to think here about their passing attack. Um, David Johnson is his same old, same old, 17 carries, 91 yards, and he also had 65 yards receiving. Uh, David Johnson was the highest receiving uh, player on that team. Going over to the other side of the ball, the Bengals, Andy Dalton throws two touchdowns. Joe Mixon had a somewhat productive day, enough enough production to not panic on Joe Mixon, 93 yards and 19 carries. And then the big get in receiving was Tyler Boyd, his 14 targets, 10 receptions, 123 yards, and snagged that touchdown. So what is, uh, what's your takeaway between these two teams here? Well, I'm shocked that uh, Cincinnati didn't use Eifert more. Like, uh, Arizona's defense has getting, been getting torched by tight ends all year. And Eifert, between Eifert and Uzoma, they only saw six targets total. <laughs> so for, mm-hmm. like, 30 yards. I'm sh- that shocks me because I think uh, the Cardinals were giving up almost, almost 100 yards, or if not over 100 yards, to tight ends uh, in the last four weeks. And as far as, yeah, the run game goes, Mixon was still himself. And it was good to see, kind of see who was going to step up with uh, John Ross being out. A.J. Green, I still think that's, uh, I still think it's Tyler Boyd. I don't think you should, although Auden Tate did get in the the end zone in this one, I still think they're not sure who their wide receiver two is yet on this team between Auden Tate and Damon Willis. Look, and I do like Auden Tate, and I think he's, I think he's very talented. I wouldn't put too much stock in this game. I mean, he had four targets. I mean, I'm sorry. Auden Tate had uh, six tog- targets compared to Willis's four. And it's really pretty much between them two. Uh, they were just as productive as one another. But like you said, Tate did get into the end zone, which makes his value, obviously, in fantasy a little bit more. We'll see game to game. That could easily flip-flop every week. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, and then just, yeah, with Arizona, like uh, – if you started Murray, you're happy with his stats, regardless if you threw a touchdown or not with that, uh, you know what I mean, 253 yards through the air and 93 yards rushing with a touchdown. That's that's yeah. good fantasy stats. So, And as far as that goes, um, Larry Fitzgerald, I, I knew he would be the highest targeted guy. Yeah, he still had 58 yards. And nobody else. Like That was the one thing, too, trying mm-hmm. to see if it was going to be Keyshawn Johnson stepping up or somebody, and no one really did too much of anything. Right. Now, Keyshawn Johnson, I know – John Chapman, uh, he did talk about him in this pod last week, I think. He is somebody sneaky to kind of pay attention to. He was the second most targeted person on this uh, offense with seven targets compared to Larry Fitzgerald's eight. Um, Just wasn't super productive with it, only 22 yards, three receptions on those seven targets, like I mentioned. So Keyshawn Johnson is somebody to pay attention to, and especially in deep leagues. Have your thumb on him, flag him, do whatever whatever you can, uh, because I think as the season goes on, I kind of feel like Kyler Murray hasn't broken into his own yet. Although you're not upset with the 253 and then the 93 rushing, if he threw in a couple touchdowns to that, I mean, he would be you know Russell Wilson light. Yeah. You know, I and mean, he, he brings that much value to the team. He's when when he's on, man. I mean, uh, he had one long rush. Uh, what was it? Twenty something yards 
uh, that looked really, really nice. So I like Kyler Murray a lot. And if he could throw in just another touchdown or two, oh, that would be awesome. But it is what it is right now. They still, they uh, still got the victory. <laughs> yeah. Right. Do you, would you take would you take Kyler Murray over Baker Mayfield in Dynasty? No, I'm, I, I'll, I'll, I I don't think I would right now. I understand uh, Baker's whatever having having some ups and downs throughout the year so far, but at the same time, I think it's going to just take some time for him to. I I honestly think that he was. I don't know. I said this in a pod earlier. Like, do you think that he was making calls last year? himself no 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 definitely not because no. i don't know he, he just looks completely different and i don't know if it's like well they're yeah i mean they're spreading the ball out yeah. way more they're spreading the off i mean it's it is a it is a different looking offense they're gonna have to figure out a way and i think they're gonna figure it out sooner or later and baker mayfield's pretty good i think if this if this cardinal's offense gets worked on Kyler Murray could be really really good like imagine if Kyler i, I know I, I keep talking about russell wilson whatever uh, and people are going to be yelling at me, but <laughs> if if the Cardinals had like a badass defense, like Russell Wilson had early in his career, people we would be talking about it like similarly, right? Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, they're asking, you know, I mean, they, the Bengals scored uh, twenty three points on them. <laughs> the Bengals are probably the second worst team to the Dolphins in the football league. So that I don't know. I really like Kyler Murray. I think if they work on that team a little bit more and build the team around Murray, I think he could be something really special. And, uh, in the long run. So are you saying that you would you would take Murray over Baker? It's it's bold, but I think I would. Yeah. I think okay. I would. Let's see how the season plays out. Yeah. I, I'm I'm kinda of putting a pin in both of those right now. But I wouldn't be surprised if Kyler ends up being a better quarterback by the end of the year and his hype is going to go through the roof in the off season with just, you know, a couple of additions or some free agency moves. Yeah, that'd be interesting for sure. I mean and he has really young wide receivers. I mean he has Isabella and uh and, you know, like we said, uh, Keyshawn Johnson. And, Kirk and stuff know. like that. So. Yeah, yeah, Christian Kirk. So we'll see how that – Yeah, that's – and David Johnson's not an old hag either. So um, yeah, I do like Chase – I just want to throw out Chase Edmonds. Very, very valuable handcuff. Very valuable handcuff. He's – he can get it done without David Johnson there. So Yeah, I was wondering uh, – um, yeah, I couldn't believe he got on the field. And then he went – it was like a 30 – was it a 38-yard touchdown or something like that he ran? Uh, I don't have that in front of me, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, uh 37, th- th- yards, yeah, 37 yards. So yep. yeah, that's pretty good in a close game like that. He's still getting, uh, I think he had eight carries on the day. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely be his, uh, a, a handcuff. Yeah. All right. Now let's talk about the, uh, let's talk about the bills game. That was a fucking boring, boring game. <laughs> like not even a field goal. <laughs> yeah, seven, seven to fourteen. I'm pretty that's sure S- Santos is done in the NFL. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, so on one side of the ball, Josh Allen, uh, two touchdowns and interception, just over two hundred yards. Marcus Mariota, completely nothing. Uh, let me down. One hundred eighty-three yards, nothing. Derrick Henry uh, got the work, and that's all we care about with Derrick Henry. Twenty carries, almost eighty yards and a touchdown. Um, man, I, I, we can go through this game really quick because nothing. Frank Gore is boring old four yards to carry. Frank Gore. <laughs> um, I don't know, dude. Do you uh, want to talk about oh, anything I'll on the put, Bill side? Well, I'll talk about one thing on the Bill side. That's Duke Williams. He start he started this game had a lot of. Uh, he was targeted four times. Did score a touchdown. He is actually 
came from the Edmonton Eskimos, our CFL team, watched him many times for many years, and he was ridiculous here. And as soon as I said, as soon as he gets a shot with Buffalo, he's going to be, uh, he's a big, he's a big red zone target and he catches everything thrown at him. So he's a guy that you can keep an eye on in like a, you know, a deep dynasty league or something like that. Cause now that he's on the field, I think you'll see some things from him. Okay. Is he Canadian? He is not actually. He's, I believe he was from Auburn and he had some off field issues and yeah. that's why he wasn't drafted and gotcha. Stuff like that. So, and then he came here for led uh, led the CFL in receiving yards last year, and yeah, made it was on the practice squad with Buffalo. So he signed with Buffalo in the off season, made the practice squad, and then yeah, they brought him up for this game, activated him, and he scored today. So nice. Uh, one guy that I did give a lot of preseason hype to, at least a, as a late round guy, was Adam Humphreys. He was the most targeted wide receiver on Tennessee. Just so happens that whatever Tennessee's offense is horrible. So Adam Humphreys had six targets and only 30 yards and nothing else. So what, uh, what would you do with uh, AJ Brown and Corey Davis now with the whole big game that they had last, uh, last week to the duds they put up this week? Yeah. I mean, the only, it has co- as much of a cop out that it seems, I mean, they're going to go as Marcus Mariota goes when Marcus Mariota has a two fifty to 300 yard game, uh, and he throws a couple touchdowns, they're going to be golden every single time. But then you're risking when he goes 13 for 22 for 183 yards. That's, you know, he had a QBR of 13 today. Yeah, that's crazy. And you've got to realize, I think, uh, you could really got to look at Buffalo's defense and how good they actually are because Tennessee's got a decent O-line and Mariota was still sacked five times. So I think the yeah. Bills' defense is legit. I do too. I do too. And yeah, I'm not trying to discredit the Bills because I do think they are legit. Uh, but, you know, next week they have the Broncos, then the Chargers, then the Bucks, and the Panthers. Like, it, they're, they're going to be mediocre games. You know, it's it's nothing that I'm going to get excited about. So, I don't know. I, I'm not excited about anybody on the Titans except Derrick Henry. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that for sure. All right. So let's go over. Actually, before we do that, before we go into our next games, because we do have a few more games, I want to go through, uh, let you guys know that our app is now live. I know we kind of teased it last episode. Make sure you go down. Right now, it's only on the App Store, on the Apple App Store. Just look for Eat Sleep Fantasy. Check it out. Give us a five-star review. The app, I'm going to be completely honest, it's a very starter app, okay? Uh, I'm not going to bullshit you guys. I think you can probably see through it anyways, but... Uh, the app basically has the podcast player on it so you can get all the up-to-date episodes automatically in this app so you don't have to download them or anything. It's right there. And then also there's a chat feature on each episode. So as you're listening, you can go ahead and chat and we'll all be super active. You know, if there's something in the episode that you want to comment on, you can comment on it right there and then we can all like, you know, chat back and forth. So basically it creates like an episode thread. Um, so it's pretty cool. It's a, it's a unique tool, I think. We're going to keep building off of it. We're going to see what the response is from this. We've had a really good number of downloads so far on the app, which I'm really excited about. But I'd like people to go in it, check it out, give us a five-star review, let us know. Um, even in the reviews, say, hey, I wish it had this or that. That's fine with me. Um, but uh, we're really excited about it. So check out the uh, App Store Eat Sleep Fantasy app. It's uh, it's out. So are we are we be... ever going to have like are we ever going to be able to access that and have exactly what our website has on it? Like, do, are you going to be able to access articles and stuff eventually? That's yes, that's the next step. I mean, we had to kind of 
put our toes in the water because unfortunately this stuff is super expensive. Um, so we had to do this first and we're going to kind of tiptoe and get deeper and deeper. Uh, the next rollout will have probably, uh, you know, push notifications and maybe a better chat feature, um, with, you know, links to the articles, probably our ranking, stuff like that. We're going to just, we're going to try to get deeper and deeper onto the app. But I think for right now, um, we just want to see how this goes before we spend any more money. Awesome. But uh, one way we can make more money is by betting on nitrogen sports. Because if you listen to us and you listen to some of, I know last week John had some really good uh, betting suggestions. So if you listen to him, you can make some money and maybe you can have an app of your own. But if you guys go to eatsleepfantasy.com, it's a website, and click on the banner for nitrogen sports and sign up, uh, there, you get all different kinds. I mean, you could bet on anything we're talking about NFL, obviously, but you can bet on everything else. I know basketball is coming up. Um, you can bet on baseball, all that good stuff. So check out that. Just go to our site, click on the Nitrogen Sports banner, and uh, check that out. But uh, I do want to talk a little bit about Nitrogen Sports and what they have to offer for this Monday night's game. Clayton, I know me and you were talking about it a little bit. Uh, some of the bets that you could do, I'm just looking at the Monday night game, the Browns and the 49ers. Uh, the couple of the bets that stood out to me, um, the, the 49ers are a five point favorite. Which way are you going on this? Clayton? I, I said, like I said earlier, I think this is going to be a, a tight game. I think it's going to be uh, one off a field goal. I think it's going to be a three point game. So, I mean, I would take the, uh, I'd take the under, yeah, that's what you said, right? It was five San Francisco's. Uh, five five, five. Yeah. Five. Yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I think yeah, it, five, five. Yeah. Five so point. I think it's five going to be, uh. I think it'll be under because, um, or sorry, I think Cleveland will cover because I think it's only going to be a three. Does that make sense? Yeah. Am I saying that right? Yes. Yes. Sorry about that. Yeah. yeah, So I just think it's going to be uh, Cleveland will cover this one. Yeah. You know, I, I think that Cleveland comes in on Monday night and surprises the 49ers. I, the 49ers defense is, um, you know, as John mentioned, now he's a big 49ers guy. I keep talking about John. I don't know why. Maybe I miss him. But, uh, you know, he talk, He does talk a lot about that front uh, defensive line for the Niners are legit, and I do believe that. But I think they can give out, give up some big plays potentially, and I think the Browns are set up. They've been spreading the ball around a lot. Um, I think Baker Mayfield plays well on Monday night. And actually, I'd like Cleveland Browns to win this game. Uh, maybe not by much, but they'll definitely cover that five points. So if I'm if I'm a betting man and I'm on nitrogen sports right now, I'm betting on the Browns. I'm taking that five points, and uh, I think I think it could be a close game, like you said. But I'd even go as bold as saying Browns to win. Yeah, I would. I just, it's easily possible for sure. I just think that I Baker on uh, on a, on a Monday night game on primetime. I think he'll uh, he'll show up for once. Yeah, <laughs> and hopefully yeah, yeah. Beckham as well. Uh, yeah. Now looking at the total line, uh, the over under is at forty seven and a half. Um, I think uh, that seems like a lot of points. I think I'm going on the to. I'm taking the under on this game under the forty seven and a half. Um, what about you? I, th- well, I think I, we were talking about it earlier, and like you said, yeah, you said it's a lot of points, but I'm going to change now and go with the over. I just think it's okay. going to be a. I think the the young quarterbacks are going to freaking go to town. And I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this one. And like you said, three, three touchdowns per team, pretty much. I definitely could see that happening. So. 
listen, I've been I've been pretty good with my bets this year. Uh, not perfect, but I've been pretty good. I'm going to tell you in the, the exact bet to take. Okay, you ready? ready? The Browns are going to win 20 to 23. Jarvis Landry, listen to this, okay? This is very specific, but I just, and we are recording this on late Sunday night, and so you're listening to it Monday morning, and I'm telling you, this is how Monday night football is going to end, so you got to stay up and watch the whole thing, okay? Jarvis Landry is going to catch a 15-yard pass, but he's going to take it almost all the way to the house for 62 yards. He's going to get tackled at the one-yard line. There's going to be about 25 seconds left in the game, and Nick Chubb is going to punch it in to win the game. You heard it here first. Right. I don't know how I th- I don't know how I know this. It I I'm just having a vision right now, straight <laughs> off the top of my head. Jarvis Landry taking it all the way down the field to the one yard line. Nick Chubb punching it in to win the game, and still won't cover. Uh, still won't get the over. Um, so I'm taking the under. Well, if, you can, if, look if that bet, happens, bet your life if that happens, then uh, you're you're a genius. I, look. I don't you look that's up to you guys to decide what to call me but what I'm saying if this happens um you know uh feel free to email my agent I'll, and I'm going to get an agent if I win <laughs> if I'm right so uh if you guys do want to take any of those bets if you want to listen to us and trust me there's was my vision Nick Chubb punching in one yard line trust me on that if you want to take that bet go to our website click on the nitrogen sports banner and uh, sign up, and uh, like I said, it's, it's all Bitcoin betting, but you can easily transfer your cash to Bitcoin, Bitcoin to cash, all that good stuff. It's e- really easy to learn if you're not familiar with it. If you are, it's super easy, so check it out. All right, Clayton, let's talk about some of these other games here. You still I'm, there, I'm here, yeah. I'm just waiting for you to pick the game. Jeez. Um, by the way, Cle- Clayton is so nice. Uh, he actually hosts another podcast, Fantasy Football from Up North, and he's never even once plugged it on the show. He's been on the show uh, dozens of times. He never even mentioned it. He's like, he, he's like, oh no, it's okay. It's okay. But if you guys go check out uh, Clayton at Cadu Clayton on Twitter, or uh, check out Fantasy Football from what's the handle for that podcast? At FF from Up North. So yeah, there it's just me, me and a buddy got uh, decided to do one. It's uh, not as professional as this one. But it's a work in progress, and we're we're, we're loving it, man. It's awesome. And yeah, I've been plugging your podcast or this podcast on it almost weekly, and yeah. we do three shows there a week as well. So awesome, good yep. deal, and it's good stuff. Clayton, Clayton knows his stuff. Uh, I don't know your friend. I'm not going to vouch for him, but I do know that you know your He's stuff. He's a beauty. So, uh, <laughs> uh, what's his uh, name? Chris. You can follow him at two nine Happy as well. Hey, okay, okay. Now you're taking advantage <laughs> of this. Jesus hey, man. Christ. all right uh so let's talk about the bears and uh raiders man the bears totally disappointed me the defense jesus i thought uh the bears really disappointed me here gave up 24 points to oakland uh Derek carr 200 yards uh but the big the big news here josh jacobs showed up 26 carries 123 yards two touchdowns deandre washington even got a touchdown in this game um no big receiving uh, options here for the Raiders. That's okay though. Uh, I do like Josh Jacobs on the other side, the other rookie, David Montgomery, 
25 yards and a touchdown. He did get in the end zone, so he kept your flex play um, paying off, I guess, Thank right? God. With the 25 yeah. yards and a touchdown. Did, I mean, that, that does it. Allen Robinson, uh, 97 yards on eight targets, two touchdowns. That paid off for you. Besides that, uh, let's – there's nothing serious to talk well, about I'll, here, right? Yeah, I'll take a lot of hate on uh, Twitter about my my call about Bench Jacobs. Just you know, Chicago has had wasn't even given up like 80 yards game to uh, yeah to, to running backs coming into this week, and like they shut down Delvin Cook last week. I said there's no way that Jacobs is going to be able to put up, uh, especially these kind of numbers. Uh, the Chicago's defense was just not what we saw going into uh, coming into this week for sure. Right. Right. So, uh, if that kind of sums it up, the Bears chased Daniel in for the injured Mitch Trubisky. Had two touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, David Montgomery got in the end zone. It helped. So, that's about it. We're going to just skim through this game because it's uh, sorry, Bears fans. More sorry to the Raiders fans for uh, the, the Raiders are three and two, by the way. Pretty impressive for what yeah, they have, at exactly. least. Exactly. The Bucks and Saints game, that was a really fun one to watch. Uh, I watched pretty much the whole game there. Jameis Winston, two touchdowns. Uh, Ronald Jones, Peyton Barber, they pretty much split the work, split the yardage almost. Barber got into the end zone. Are you trusting either one of these at no, all I, like, before I mean, we get into anything else? Go, last week it was completely opposite, right? Like, I mean, it was still it was kind of split down the middle still, but – the yardage was a lot better for Ronald Jones, and now it's just kind of this run game's just it's brutal. I I don't know mm-hmm. who who to take. It's pretty much uh, I think you just pick a guy and put him in there if you have to. Um, I mean, I'd still trust Ronald Jones, I guess, a little bit because he was targeted. He did get three targets in the in the passing game, so at least he got a yep. couple looks there. But as far as that goes, I I have no idea either way. But like. I mean, I think Armando still loves his Ronald Jones, so I'll, I'll stick with him maybe for another week and see how things roll out. Yeah. Uh, so talk about the passing game, Chris Godwin. You guys heard us talk a lot. I know some people were also. I'm not saying we're the only ones that were talking about Chris Godwin, but we were one of them. Uh, he seems to be breaking out the last few games. I mean, he's he's legit wide receiver threat. Uh, nine targets, seven receptions, 125 yards, and two touchdowns uh compared uh you want to hear mike evans stats three targets zero receptions zero yards zero touchdowns can i say something fuck that guy how what? about that <laughs> fuck that guy uh, like on uh, it, mike oh, evans. i needed him so bad in a couple leagues and just big donut on there just uh really screwed with everything i had going <laughs> this weekend so uh there's several fuck that guys in this game uh, oj howard fuck that guy uh, I absolutely am embarrassed that I even ever even mentioned OJ Howard in the preseason in my draft rankings. I think I had him as my tight end four. I know some people had him high, whatever. Some people had him a lot like lower. Maybe it's true. I maybe it's true. Maybe Arians just does not like uh, using tight ends. I don't know, man. I do not know. I mean, and you know, are you going to blame it on Cameron Brait? No, because Cameron Brait only had one yeah. target. So it's like OJ. It I. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, if he had a couple more games like this, he would probably be my second favorite OJ. I think. I th- <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, as far as he goes, like, I mean, now that we're getting into these bye weeks where there's like, you know, four four teams on buys every week, I guess you're kind of forced to 
plug him in if you have to, but I think I could see once these bye weeks are done and things still aren't improving for him, I think you could easily drop him. Yeah, I think he is droppable. You think you, think you can find uh, somebody no doubt better about with it. these bye weeks coming up, though? Like, we got four teams next week on bye, so that's four tight ends that are already gone. Uh, I'll tell you what. I dropped Jared Cook. Uh, I dropped Jared Cook last week, and he finally got an end zone. I don't wins New Orleans bye. I think Jared Cook will be out there in a lot of leagues after his poor performances. Jared Cook had six targets, four receptions, 41 yards, and got in the end zone. So, um, yeah, I mean, somebody like him, I, at this point, I mean, Jason Witten, I'm okay with. You know, like, just those guys that are going to get you that 40, 50 yards, I'm okay with. I'm done with O.J. Howard. Yeah. He is 100% drivable with me. I don't, own, I don't own him anywhere, thank goodness. <laughs> well, good thing you didn't listen to me. <laughs> On the Saints side, uh, Teddy Bridgewater had 300-plus plus yard game. Four touchdowns, only one interception, not too shabby. Uh, Alvin Kamara played, is it sad to say pedestrian? I mean, he did have, uh, what, almost, he did have 100 total yards. So yeah, he's, he's, worried. he's horrible, worrying me until, I mean, those are still decent numbers, I guess, but as far as his production goes with Bridgewater behind there, it's mm-hmm. kind of hoping that Breeze uh, gets back sooner rather than later, if you own yep. him. And uh, Michael Thomas, I mean, just full out beast mode, 182 yards, two touchdowns. So if you had him on your team, congratulations. You have a really good shot at winning. Uh, but I think I had Michael Thomas in a league, and I played against Deshaun Watson and uh, Chris Godwin, and I lost. So yeah, sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, I had a, f- but, I had a um, few of those losses today too. Nothing too crazy with this game. Almost everything what you would expect uh, like I said, just temper your expectations with Alvin Kamara moving forward. I do want to say Taysom Hill. I think I said this in our chat, Clayton. He is exactly who Tim Tebow should have been. Like they, some team should have used him exact that same exact way, because Hill he has limited um, responsibilities, right? I mean, he doesn't do too much, but he when he's in there, he's very productive. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, if they used if they use Tim Tebow like that, I think Tim Tebow could still be playing. Like if they put him like behind somebody like, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers to come in and do, you know, what Hill's doing in, in new Orleans. That'd be awesome. I, hey, go Gators. I liked, I liked Tebow when he was playing. <laughs> I, I did. Tim Tebow. Did you? Well, for the few games that I needed him to benefit <laughs> me, he did. So, Oh man. I missed him, Tebow. All right. Uh, so let's go over to – let's talk about the Vikings and Giants. Let's see how many more games do we have. Yeah, we're almost done. Vikings and Giants. The Vikings won handily. Uh, Kirk Cousins finally showed up. Uh, let's see. Finally Kirk Cousins, yeah. Finally, right? Uh, Dalvin Cook, over 100 yards uh, rushing. Adam Thielen, over 100 yards receiving with two touchdowns. I'm happy. I'm happy with with the way this game went for the Vikings. Um, Talking about handcuffs, I know we talked about Edmonds being a valuable handcuff. Uh, Madison, 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 yeah, is a uh, I think a pretty valuable piece to the Vikings offense if something happens to Dalvin. But uh, besides that, 
and Diggs had four targets compared to Adam Thielen's eight. Is Diggs still that one B, or he's he's now the two? Is he's he? now the two, and I think he's I I think he gets traded this week. Yeah. Just because I watched an interview with him and he just, you know, he's talking how, of, of course, I want to be here and stuff like that. But you could tell that he uh, he was just like, get me out of this shithole. <laughs> yep. he, he was pissed yep. off and uh, again. And, you know, I don't know if, if a guy doesn't want to be there. I just these guys are pretty much doing what a Brown is. They're just forcing them themselves off a team. Right. Which I think yep. is shitty, but that's just if you, if you're not happy, just get rid of the guy. Get get some for him because you're going to be able to get some sort of capital for Diggs. He's a good receiver. All right, I, it's it's so weird. Like in a normal job, and I know we're not dealing with big million dollar contracts, right? But in most normal jobs, like if I'm not happy with what I'm doing, I'm going to go to my boss and say, "Hey, I quit. I'm going to move. I'm going to go change jobs." <laughs> like they, they don't have that luxury, which is kind of crazy. As much as they're getting paid, I get it. It's a whole different ball game, literally. Um, but it's just, it's weird that, you know, if somebody doesn't want to do the job anymore, they can't quit. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, or I guess they can, but then they won't be getting paid at all and they have no chance to work for somebody else. Yeah. Just so. trade the guy. Thielen's, Thielen's good enough. Like he's, he's, he was awesome today actually. And mm-hmm. I'm sure they have other guys behind digs that you could, you could use. And if there's no, if there's going to be drama in the locker room or whatever, you don't need that. Right. Right. Exactly. All right, uh, Daniel Jones back down to earth after the big Danny Dimes hype. <laughs> 182 yards, touchdown and interception. Uh, Gallman left the game early with, uh, was it concussion? Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll figure out what the news is on that because we are recording a little bit earlier before all this news is coming out. So maybe you guys know before we do here. Evan Ingram disappointed. Two catches. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I was looking at the rushing um evan ingram had six catches 42 yards so uh, on 11 targets the highest targeted targeted. receiver on the giants golden tate i mean it's it's going to be what it is on this giants offense i mean he did have six targets only 13 yards though i think first first game back he wasn't able to yeah because you're not allowed to practice with the team when you're suspended correct Uh, i i believe that's so yeah so i mean he probably hasn't that doesn't really have a rapport with uh with Jones, I would say just stay stay with him, be patient with him. I think he's got uh, better games ahead of him. Rank the Giants' receivers, including including Ingram. As of like right now, it would yeah. be sh- rest of season. Like rest, rest of, of season. season, I would still go. Yeah. I would go Shepard, Shepard, Tate, Ingram. Is where I would Interesting. go. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And I think I would go Slayton. I think just Ingram, Shepard, Tate. Ingram, Shepard, Tate. Okay. I don't know. I'd end this Slayton. It was a great, good touchdown, but uh, I'm, I'm I'm not picking him up. I'm not really picking up anybody outside of those top three receivers on this team. Right. All right. Uh, Jets are just as bad as we all thought. Probably the third worst team in the NFL uh, behind the Bengals and the Dolphins. <laughs> um, man, the Philly D hooked everybody up if you played them against the Jets. The Jets, Bengals if they're playing against a good team and the Dolphins, if anybody's playing those teams, you play their defense. I think we've seen that through the first five weeks. So Philly defense is the MVP here, but on top of that, um, nothing crazy. I mean, Jordan Howard got into the end zone again. I think Jordan Howard is the running back to own, although Miles Sanders, I think he's talented. He's just not going to get the goal line work or inside the twenties look. So 
I like Jordan Howard a lot. Zach Ertz is going to be Zach Ertz, right? He got his touchdown on seven targets. And Alshon Jeffrey got his eight targets, six receptions for 52 yards. So anything crazy you learned from this game? No, just, yeah, How, Howard's, Howard, Howard's the back door. I mean, I was trying to keep trying to convince myself that, you know, Sanders is the guy. But I think this is like what, like literally four straight weeks that uh, Howard's pretty much pretty much taken over that backfield right now, I think. Yep. Uh, Demarius Thomas was one of the highest targeted wide receivers uh, tied with Le'Veon Bell for the um, for the Jets. That's going to change when Sam Darnold gets back. I think Crowder comes back into his own and get gets a 10-plus targets that he deserves. And uh, same with Robbie Anderson. I don't think you panic on either one of those wide receivers yet. Le'Veon Bell is going to get better. This team's going to get a little bit better. And they got but Her- they're still uh, really, Hern- they're Herndon still back good. next week, too. They got right. Herndon back next so. week, too. So. I think the Jets are kind of a on pa- these are, you know, on paper a good team on paper, is what I'm trying to say. I really think so. I mean, I think Jameson Crowder and Robbie Anderson are decent. Hernan is a good big bodied tar- tight end. That is a very good pass catcher. And Sam Darnold, Le'Veon Bell. I mean, Sam Darnold he's he's serviceable for sure. I mean, I think he's in the top half of quarterbacks talent wise in the league. Yeah, I don't know if that's bold or not. Uh, well, I, th- I think Le- he, he's better than a lot of the guys that are out there right now. So, mm-hmm. so, all right, moving on. Uh, the Ravens and Steelers. This was another good game. Went to overtime. Ravens ended up winning off of uh, the field goal in early overtime. Uh, Lamar Jackson, dude, his stock has crashed down. Is he is he a buy low right now? Or is this the way? I think that I, unfortunately, I think this is what we're going to see of him. And like, uh, like I traded, traded him. I traded Mahomes away for to John in our dynasty league for for Jackson, Cooper Cup, and Kirk. So I'm not that disappointed just because I got Cup at least. But right. yeah, like like that. John's been saying that for you know for weeks now that uh, Jackson's going to come down down to earth, and that's exactly what happened in this one. I think what you see now is what you get. So. If you want to kind of hope on, hope that he's going to be able to get more rushing yards and stuff, then great. But uh, as far as, like, I got him in a couple leagues, I, I have to roll with him, so. Yeah, uh, I tried desperately. So early in the season, I had Kyler Murray um, in one of my leagues, and I desperately tried to get Lamar Jackson, like, just to have an extra quarterback because I wasn't sure how Murray was going to turn out. I, I mean, I threw a lot at the Jackson owner to get him, and he kept turning it down because he has Mahomes as well. So I figured, oh, let me get Jackson for really cheap, and couldn't get him. And now I'm like, good, yeah, keep him. You lost your chance because <laughs> I was offering a lot. I mean, I had a, uh, I don't know, I was throwing a ton of a lot of wide receivers at him. I had Devin Singletary. I was going to give him so, and he turned down. So it is what it is. But uh, going to the rushing side, Mark Ingram got his workload at least. wasn't very productive, um, but got his touchdown, 44 yards and touchdown for Mark Ingram. Mark Andrews. He's going to have big play gains, but if he can get the 40 to 50 to 60 yards receiving, I'm okay with it when he doesn't perform right. I mean, like, you got to be okay with that. It, you know, for, for somebody like Mark Andrews being a tight end, well, you know, it's 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 going to put him in the top 10 tight ends anyways if he keeps doing right, what he's doing. Exactly. He's seen the, he's seen the targets, right? Yep, yep. Uh, most targeted receiver for Baltimore was seven. Next closest is Willie Sneed and uh, Marquise Brown. So uh, on the Steelers side, Juju got in the end zone. Really happy about that. Connor got in the end zone with 55 yards rushing. 
Um, anything to note here, uh, Clayton? Uh, no, just good to see uh, Mason Rudolph, uh, Rudolph get off of the ground, actually, because that hit he took was just yeah. horrible to watch. Brutal. But he did look he, – he looked fucked up <laughs> when yep. he got up. Uh, so. If, if uh, Rudolph is out for any period of time, it looks like he may be. Uh, his backup would be Hodges. Uh, Delvin Hodges. Dev, yeah, Dev, a, Devlin Hodges. I think they'll. I Devlin think they Hodges, have to go sign somebody. Yeah, there's, yeah, uh, there's just, no way you could roll with this kid. This kid. <laughs> I'm looking at his picture right now. He looks like just a typical frat boy. Like he put a backwards hat on him, and uh, well, when yeah, he, he when he came on the field, I was like, this kid looks like a punter. <laughs> yeah, six one two ten. Yeah, so. Uh, anyways, that offense might be getting worse. We'll see. I, I would definitely uh, so, yeah. downgrade everybody until you see what. Like if if he is if he's the quarterback, I would downgrade everybody in this offense. Yeah. Um. Deontay Johnson still had his eight targets, the most highly targeted wide receiver. I'm still high on Johnson. I think he can. Uh, I think he could perform moving down. You know, towards the end of the season. Uh, hold on to him. Stay patient. See what this offense does. All right, let's move right along. We're moving. Uh, we're making a pretty good time in here, Clayton. Yeah, we're flying through. Let's yeah. Uh, let's talk about the Patriots Redskins here. Patriots obliterated the Washington Redskins. Uh, I mean, we were hoping that Sony Michelle would have a nice game, and he did. Ninety-one yards and touchdown rushing, plus thirty-two yards receiving. Uh, Julian Edelman caught a touchdown over 100 yards for him. Yeah, guy coming in James, questionable, and then he just destroys. Yeah. Yep. James White, nine targets, equal to Julian Edelman's nine, and he had 46 yards. So everything we would pretty much expect out of the Patriots, they just played a good, solid, no really th- frills game. I mean, Tom Brady almost had 350 and three touchdowns. But uh, overall, they just played a good, solid game against Redskins with Colt McCoy going 119 yards and it touched in an interception. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, and the only touchdown was a, you know, kind of a fluke 65 yard rush by Sims jr. Yeah. It's a pretty sweet rush. So <laughs> I did watch it. I was uh, like, who the hell is this guy? You know, uh, I'm kind of embarrassed to say I was at the bar watching the game and they showed the highlight probably about 10 times. And every single time they played the highlight, I looked up just in time to see him running to the end zone. Like, I didn't see any of the play. Like, I was looking down, like, on my Buffalo Wings, and then I looked up, and I was like, oh, shit, he scored. And I was like, oh, I'm going to see the replay. I, I turned around to watch another game. I turned back, and they already showed the replay of him being in the end zone. I was like, damn it. I, I kept missing it. But um, McLaurin, seven targets. Uh, same with Chris Thompson. McLaurin had the 51 yards, though, highest totaling wide receiver for the Redskins. Nothing crazy here about what we'd expect. McLaurin is still, I think, a good flex play. Let's see if uh, let's see who the quarterback is next week before. Yeah, exactly. And then really deciding what tough, McLaurin is. Tough defense too, right? So there. I think yeah. you can't really chalk any of this. I think you just kind of chalk it down to a good defensive game by New England. Yep. Uh, for the next game, the Jags and Carolina Panthers. We're not going to spend too much time on Christian McCaffrey because we know exactly who he is. Yeah, he's- He's a beast. Yeah, it's ridiculous. crazy. Actually, I saw um, there was a – what the hell was it? A stat on on Red Zone or something like that today that I saw. He 
now holds a record for the most scrimmage yards per game. He passed like Priest Holmes, OJ Simpson, Lev Bell, and Chris Johnson in this. Uh, Crazy. Yeah, he he now rushes for 173.2 scrimmage yards per game. Is, and he had more than that. Yeah, he had more than that. Oh yeah, I'm, just, yeah, I'm just saying that that's what he's averaging crazy. per yeah, game. Yeah, fucking yeah, crazy. Yeah. And he beat that average, yeah. which is crazy. Um, and throwing a couple, a few touchdowns on a couple, three total touchdowns. For him. Yeah, and then he cramped, cramped uh, be, up at the end of the game there, and then that's where you saw the uh, what's his name, Bonifan, whatever. He yeah, was, Bonifan. Yeah, his his yeah. big touchdown. So. Yeah, 59 yarder. Uh, on the receiving side for Carolina, DJ Moore is safe to say he is going to be more involved than uh, Curtis Samuel moving forward. I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, uh, going over to the Jacksonville side, nothing crazy in Minshew. 374, two touchdowns. You can air it out for sure. That's legit. Uh-huh. I, th- I think, and I was saying this uh, to a couple buddies, he's. What I consider, he's matchup proof now, and he just played Carolina, yeah. which was what top. I think it was the top defense, uh, only giving up like 180 yards through the air, and he just torched them for 374. And yeah, yeah like uh, and on my waiver wire, he's this guy still owned uh, available in over 70 percent of league uh, Yahoo leagues. He's definitely yeah. my number one ad this week, especially going into the four teams on buy, and I would pay a ton for him too. I would suggest adding, and I know this is kind of a quiet name. Uh, I was yelling his name in the preseason, but uh, D.D. Westbrook, 11 targets, tied D.J. Chark with 11 targets. Of course, Chark had, you know, ton more yards, 164 yards for Chark, 82 yards for D.D. Westbrook. But I kind of, I'm... I think D.D. Westbrook could still play a really good part in this offense. If, if Minshew plays the way he does... Um, and he's consistent throughout the year. I think D.D. Westbrook can be a very nice wide receiver, too, um, for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, people I, are, and very people sneaky because a lot of for, – For a while there just because of the way that chart is. But, yeah, like like you said, he's he he is a good receiver, and he led them all last year. So, I mean, they play the, what, they play the Saints next week, so that's going to yep. be a, a good matchup for, for Minshew plus – Probably Chark and Westbrook both. Right. And the way Chark is playing, he's going to draw the better coverage. And I think D.D. Westbrook is good enough to, you know, to capitalize on that. So uh, very sneaky. I don't know. I don't know if he would be a big waiver guy, but I definitely think he gets an upgrade this week and worth worth stashing if you can, if you can afford it. All right. Let's go through the high scoring game. This game. 75 total points were scored thanks to Watson's five touchdowns, three to Will Fuller. Crazy game. Will Fuller, 217 yards, and uh, Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Watson, over 400 total yard, over 400 passing yards and five touchdowns. Anything uh, note on the Atlanta side before we get into Houston? Um, Yeah, it was good to see finally uh... – Ryan kind of coming to his own as far as, you know, 330 yards. Calvin Ridley's back. I actually did have a question for you, though, Dale, coming from somebody that you may know. Just a quick question. Yes. So in one of your leagues, you had just added Cleveland Browns and dropped Calvin Ridley. How come? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I gave up on Calvin Ridley, number one. 
Um, I, I mean, after his last two games, look, it's not crazy. Uh, two games ago, he played against Indianapolis, not a very good defense. He had one reception on one target. Uh, the week after that, he played Tennessee again, not a very good offense. He had three receptions, uh, for 32 yards held scoreless. Both of those games is the schedule's not going to get much easier than Indianapolis and Tennessee back to back playing Houston. He scored, uh, he did have nine targets. I just, I think he's going to be up and down. Another reason I dropped him actually was because he's on my bench. I have Mike Williams. I was hoping that Mike Williams had a little bit more. I still do think Mike Williams has some upside in that offense. Um, but, but you're you're starting this week Pettis instead of you dropped Ridley and you started Pettis. I think. I mean, just looking at looking at their how how did you could you imagine Calvin Ridley all of a sudden getting more than thirty yards after he just played Indianapolis and Tennessee? I couldn't. No, I I, I was Pettis, I was concerned too. I, think I was good. concerned too, but I wouldn't have dropped him or put Pettis started Pettis over him. I have a good feeling about Pettis. Um, I I think there's a couple of touchdowns to score on Monday Night Football, and I think Pettis is going to be back on his game. Uh, gut feeling, uh, but I can afford it because I'm have one of the best teams in the league, and I was really eager to get the Cleveland Browns defense because if you look at their schedule. The end of season weeks, uh, I'm sorry, weeks, I think nine through, you can double check me on this. I think weeks nine through 12. Um, yeah, I think that's what you posted in our in our chat. You were talking about that. Or you, that you posted on Twitter, I think, too. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a defensive dream there with the schedule they have towards the end of the season. I feel like I should nag them. I'm, I'm starting to think about the playoffs now. Um, I do have one of the better teams in that league. If I lose this week, I already had Carrion Johnson and uh, Kenny Galladay uh, on by, so I was already shorthanded. I'm putting I'm putting some chips into uh, Dante Pettis. All right, maybe not a good call. You miss some and you lose some. I just lost faith in Calvin Ridley. All right, well, just just uh, just was going to ask that question. Just uh, somebody wanted me to ask you that. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, by the way, hold on, let me see here. Scoring. Uh... I know this is really fun to listen to, but it was Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I mean, Calvin Ridley, he had a 29-yard pass for that one touchdown. And besides that, what did he have? Uh, oh, he, he had another 50 yeah. yards. I mean, so he had a, he had 50 yards through the game, and then he had that one big play for a touchdown. That's all. Like, I, I'm i sorry. I, I, don't, I don't see that being very consistent. I, I don't think that he's going to do that every game. All right, well. We'll see. I think I, he, I think I still think he's going to be better than Pettis the rest of the season for sure. Want to bet? Sure. What are we betting? Uh, I will bet from week. Want to count this week or no? I'll even I'll give you that that handicap. Do you want to count his uh, eighty eight yards and touchdown or no? no. Or do you want to no, start, start next start week? Next week. Pettis is gonna. Okay, starting week. Uh, week six. But all, right? Yeah, or but all, well. See, but Week maybe that's not fair though, because then I'll have. When is uh, Atlanta's bye? Uh, there's too much into it. Yeah, there is. Let's just let's just say average per game. How about okay, that? Okay, sounds good. Okay, um, I bet you fifty thousand uh, dollars. Monopoly money, sure. <laughs> All right. Um, so, anyways, I don't like Calvin Ridley. I gave I've given up on him. Maybe I gave it up to him too soon. I don't know. I'm wrong a lot, so who knows? But I like Pettis more. That's all. All right. Man, I really like the Cleveland Browns defense. 
I should probably drop Mike Williams in in retrospect, right? Hindsight, I probably should have dropped Mike Williams over uh, over Ridley, but whatever. I that, see, I, that's I'll, what I would have done. They're all my I bench. I was looking for upside. Yeah. Anyways, okay. I I have Michael Thomas, Kenny Galladay uh, as my wide receiver one and two. I, I'll be okay. Your team is pretty stacked. Okay, uh, let's jump into the Packers Cowboys. Aaron Jones. I just trade, and this is another. I, I don't know if it's a blunder. I mean, I traded Aaron Jones away before the Ty Montgomery injury, and then all of a sudden Jones goes off. He had a good game last week, and a great game today or Sunday. Four touchdowns for Aaron Jones, over 100 yards, and 75 yards receiving for Aaron Jones. Are you going to expect this week to week? No, I think we, I think if Jamal Williams comes back, I think you're going to see like uh, you're going to see almost that split like we were seeing before Williams did uh, did go out last week. Like from weeks prior, prior they were pretty much splitting the ball fifty fifty in yeah. rushes. So I think that'll continue. But can't uh, I mean those are amazing stats for for this week for sure. Yeah, uh, I guess disappointment. Uh, Allison and MVS did not pan out the way we thought they would with Adams out. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling had 18 yards on one catch, and Jarnell Allison had 28 yards on two catches. Very underwhelming. Uh, the whole passing game didn't do too much except for Aaron Jones uh, balling. So it is what it is. The Cowboys, on the other hand, Dak Prescott, 463 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Zeke, I guess, kind of did his thing, 62 yards and a touchdown, and add 29 yards in the air, or, you know, catching, receiving. Uh, Amari Cooper, yeah, he went uh, 200, 226 yards and a touchdown, and then Gallup, 113 yards and a touchdown. Both showed up for Dak yeah, Prescott. But they're, they're both startable week to week, too, I think. Yep, I agree. I agree. Uh, crazy, I mean, Amari Cooper, we knew how awesome he was. And he was just—he felt dead in the water in Oakland, and now just—I mean—he's playing like a superstar in, in Dallas. So. He's got a quarterback that can get him the ball. Yep. And that does it. Is that it? We cut. Co- we went through. Yeah, we covered everything. Yeah, we covered everything. Perfect. Man. You're quick. Right on. Uh, I do want to say really quick before we go. Uh, actually, Clayton, got a good question for you, and this is gonna make you blush because I—I know you're Canadian. <laughs> Uh, do you shave your balls? Do I shave my balls? Yes. Okay. If you do not use the lawnmower 2.0, uh, from manscaped and manscaped.com, you're really missing out I, because I'll tell you why. I'm definitely going to be, uh, getting this promo code that you're about to give me. So you need to, I'm telling you, because it takes, if, if you have any fear going down there at all, you use a lawnmower 2.0, and I'm telling you, I use it. I know Christian and John always talk about it too. It's kind of weird to be so open. Like I can't imagine years ago, this was probably like you'd never talk about it, but it just makes it so much easier. You take the razor, of course, when you first start, you know you're doing it nice and easy. But now, like I, I'm doing it, you know, with my eyes closed. Basically, I don't even need to pay attention because it's they have no nick technology, so you don't worry about your ball sack getting all cut up like you would uh, in the past. The best of all. One has a USB charger, but yeah, I mean the the just the fact that it's waterproof is amazing, and like I said, no neck technology, you don't have to worry about it. I even shave my nipples. Uh, I shave my chest and my nipples. Don't even have to worry about a thing, Clayton. So if you have if if you really want it clean, and you really want to be worry free, 
Go to manscaped.com and enter promo code ESF for 20% off. So, uh, e- e- ESF? ESF, like Eat Sleep Fantasy. ESF Perfect. for 20% off. Write that down. And, uh, yeah, it's awesome. So, you can get pretty much any package you want. And some of the stuff actually comes with what I got, actually, which I love. It comes with, like, a little travel toiletry bag. It's all it's like a leather toiletry manscape bag. It's pretty awesome. It's like a nice little throw-in if you're going to get one of those packages anyways. So, again, go to manscaped.com and a promo code ESF. And uh, you can have balls as smooth as me. So <laughs> Perfect. If, if you ever wondered uh, how, how can you be more like Dale, uh, go ahead, shave your balls. And uh, walk around, walk around like you're me. You know how I feel walking around. It's like walking my shoes, you know, like, you know, the, uh, the, <laughs> you know, the, um, saying, you know, walk a mile in my shoes. Well, walk a mile with your ball shaved like mine and you'll know how I feel. And my wife just walked by me and she rolled her eyes. Uh, she probably has no idea what I'm talking about. Oh, this is good. Anyways, guys, uh, again, we appreciate everybody listening and downloading. Don't forget to check out our app. Go to our website, eatsleepfantasy.com. It's a website. Uh, check out. Oh, we're going to give away some free shirts soon. Uh, what else do we have going on, Clayton? Anything? You don't know. Nothing. Just uh, keep on our website with the content. Like, we got a ton coming out every single week. So, just uh, we're putting we're putting the work in. So, yeah, we want, we're doing it for you guys. So, make sure you go check it out. Again, I want to thank Austin Thompson, Clayton Cadu, Benjamin Shamel, 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 man, he's going to hate me, JJ Gosh, uh, John Gallagher, uh, of course, Adam Austin, Steven Spacratelli, John Chapman, Christian Brito, Armando Crespo. Did I say your name, Clayton? I think I did. You did, and you said it correctly. I'm proud of you. Uh, Special thanks to Wade and Nick for always um, not doing anything for our podcast. And uh, besides that, uh, have a good day. We'll talk to you guys on Tuesday. We appreciate it. ESF? 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 Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Woo. Uh-huh. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy.